Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here for an emergency. I guess you want to call this TNT. It is Tuesday Night Titans, but on Thursday, I am JD from New York. As always, joined by my co-host on Tuesday nights and my very good friend, Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? Holy shit. What a day already, man. It's not even lunchtime yet. I know. Normally, I'm sitting here having my uh, second cup of coffee or espresso. My espresso machine is working overtime today for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm getting into the nooks and crannies of meetings and stuff like that. But man, what a day. Unfortunate news and some fortunate news. But, you know, we'll take a different approach to this whole thing that happened today, myself and JD. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. I did not expect uh, anything to happen this quickly. I expected it to happen, but not uh, literally within the same week where we had over 100 people fired from WWE because of the merger with Endeavor. Uh, we're going to get into that. I got the list of names. Uh, I would really want to preface this by saying, please stop and just hold off on predicting who's going to be next. Nobody wants to lose their job, and we don't want anybody to lose their job. I've seen it all over social media with troll accounts and people pretending to be sap reporting news about people getting released. Just calm down. We're going to go over this in the most timely fashion and the most respect, uh, respectful fashion. We've got the list of names. We're going to talk about each one of these names, and we're going to talk about the SmackDown moving to USA Network deal, as uh, I have a lot to say on that as well. Uh, Drew, the floor is yours, uh, like I usually do on <clears throat> Tuesday. Let, let's start this off with what you want to start with. Well, I want to say this. Uh, we are not going to take your typical doom and gloom approach here no. uh, on this episode of TNT. Uh, it is a special episode, obviously, for good circumstances and obviously some bad, some unfortunate. But um, JD doesn't know this, but the game we're going to play today, um, and it's not really a game because it's people's lives, but we're going to predict where people are going to end up. We're not going to predict their downfall or how WWE mismanaged them or didn't use them the way we would like to see them. We get it. These are people's lives, people's jobs. Have a heart today. I understand there's a lot of content creators jumping on the bandwagon of doing shows and everything else like this. This show hat was going to happen. I called JD at 8 o'clock this morning, and this show was happening before the talent cuts had occurred we were going to talk about smackdown that's the big picture here but we'll, we will also talk about where we believe this list of talents will end up all of them will end up somewhere just where but again i urge you all to be appreciative of what you have all those men and women were living out their dreams those dreams are now ending uh, some for the better some for the not they'll all find their ways regardless and today is a day to have compassion do not do not talk about how this person should have got released and how that person shouldn't have. That's just tone deaf in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And before Drew gets into what we're going to start off with, I want to read this tweet as a starter from Matt Cardona. Absolutely love Matt Cardona. I'm a huge fan of his, even more, more so now than I was then when he was with the E. Uh, he said this about an hour ago on Twitter. 
To those who were just released, this can be the end of your career or it can be the beginning. And he highlights end and beginning in capital letters. Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money, which he highlighted in capital letters as well, is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating. But it's also something that could be incredibly rewarding in more ways than one if you work your fucking ass off. I hope to see a lot of you down the road. That tweet went viral in the wrestling community with almost 16,000 likes. Uh, Shout out to Matt Cardona. He's absolutely owning everything right now as the indie god, and he is absolutely correct, Drew. No doubt about it. Matt said everything that he needed to say, and it was very well said, in my opinion. Matt knows. Uh, Matt was released, and everyone was like, well, where's Cardona going to end up? He's going to go here. He's going to go there. Matt carved out his own path, and Matt seems to be doing very well for himself, a Long Island man like myself, and uh, JD here. So uh, I, I love to see men and women thrive, especially in something that they love. And listen, you want to talk about some big money, Cardona and Ziggler on the Indies. I mean, they can make a lot of money. Shit, man. Uh, well, let me, let me call up house of glory. Let's get Dolph over there already, man. Cardona's our world champion. I'd love to see that, but, uh, yeah, man, let's start this show. What do you, what do you got to start off with? All right. Well, let's, um, why don't you run through the names? Uh, okay. I I'll start off with a couple. We'll go one for one. And I want to, you know, where do you think they'll end up? Um, will it be Impact? Will it be AEW? Uh, will it be New Japan or, you know, Ring of Honor, whatever? They're all tied under the AEW umbrella besides New Japan. But that's the beauty. I want to say this too. The beautiful thing about what happened today, there's always, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? But the business is so healthy that all of these men and women will end up somewhere. And that's yeah. such a good thing because realistically, 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. Right. Yeah. It yeah. Wasn't. Impact. Uh, I mean, neither Drew uh, or myself watch Impact, but I know Jesse, my other co-host on Wednesday nights, uh, loves Impact. He fell in love with Impact recently. Um, they, according to some of the people that watch that regularly, are putting on some of the best television right now that people aren't watching. Shout out to them. Uh, some of these names can end up over there. I do want to, again, Drew, preface this. I, I know the industry is thriving and there's a lot of money to be made in pro wrestling now. You know, a lot of these names may end up somewhere. A lot of these names uh, may end up on the indies doing indie work. Uh, as far as AEW being the second biggest promotion in, in pro wrestling right now, w- with how loaded they are, h- how likely is it that Tony Khan's going to be looking at the list of free agents that come out today and be interested in bringing some of these names in? I mean, isn't he already stuck with some problems over there with a loaded roster and he doesn't know what to do with half of the people that he has employed already? Uh, you know what, JD? It's a really good question. Um, I think, truthfully, I think what Tony should do is, um, if there's an opportunity, obviously, to do something special and to do something unique, take it. But for me, I think he should focus on what he has because last night was a great launching pad again for where they want to go. And I just, I cringe at the thought of having an even more bloated roster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of these names, uh, one or two of these names I could absolutely see Tony Khan being interested in. But l- l- let's start with this one that broke. Uh, and I thought it was actually a, a fucking work, to be honest with you, <laughs> because Ali, in just a couple of weeks, is wrestling Dominic Mysterio at No Mercy, NXT No Mercy for the North American Championship. And that match Whoops. is now not happening because Ali po- posted on Twitter that he's no longer with the company and uh, he will see everybody down the road. Uh, Again, I thought this was a troll job, and it goes to show you, Drew, that some of the higher-ups, some of the suits and ties aren't really paying attention to every 
piece of WWE uh, show across the board. They're not paying you know close enough attention to every aspect of WWE. Otherwise, a move like this wouldn't have been made to basically hey. stifle Shawn Michaels' creative down there when this has been something that's been planned for weeks now. No, that's not it. Um, I think I think this was mutual. I think really? Mustafa wanted out. Um, yeah, I think he wanted out. I think obviously he he would have done what he was asked to do. Yeah, um, that's because he is a professional. But I do believe that uh, Mustafa Ali uh, wanted out of WWE. I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, he's uh, he's been quite the character online about wanting his release, asking for his release, not being granted his release. I thought a move to NXT was actually going to revitalize him. Uh, I guess he felt like he was stuck in the same boat down there by not really advancing uh, what he had in mind for himself. But, you know, going back to your original question, Drew Ali, I, you know, I'd love to see him perfect his craft in AEW. I mean, that's a tailor-made par- partnership there. I think the way Ali wrestles is great for AEW. But honestly, yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm going to say Ali would fucking kill it in Impact, bro. I think Ali and, and what he does would be absolutely perfect for that X Division. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here. Every one of these talents is going to kill it with a career revitalization, yeah. whether it's Impact, Ring of Honor, under the AEW umbrella, New Japan. Um, I think some of them, like Top Dollar, AJ Francis, I think he could easily go be an analyst somewhere for college football, for whatever. I don't know if he has any more legs in the wrestling business, but at the end of the day, um, you know, somebody like Mustafa Ali, I would love to see an AEW. I agree with you there. He would kill it in Impact Professional Wrestling as well. Uh, I just think that these men and women need to truthfully um, absorb, comprehend, and then make the best financial decision and also the best career decision. You don't necessarily need to jump over to AEW and be like, well, they're on national TV. The edges of the world, the Adam Copelands, that's your next logical step. For me, if you really want to get your career back on track, take the, uh, I mean, you want to get it back on track, take the the, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre approach. Yeah, went independent and then won a bunch of championships under Impact. All this other stuff. That's what I would do. True. Yeah, how, 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 how many fits? Yeah, he, he does. Him. How many times? How many times was Ali pigeonholed into doing what WWE wanted him to do, and not giving him the freedom to do what he wanted to do and express his creativity? Now he has an entire, an entire industry to go out there and express himself the way that he wants. I mean, if I'm Ali, I'm looking at this as a fucking win situation for myself because. You know, he didn't get across what he wanted to do in WWE, and now he has the opportunity to do that whatever he wants. I mean, that that is liberating. That's got to make him feel good at the end of the day. If he really did X for his release, and now he can do whatever he wants, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and the thing here is that, realistically, I think Mustafa Ali was doing some of his best work when he was uh, anti what they wanted him, yeah. quote-unquote, with the storyline. So I think him in AEW works. Uh, it's a match made in heaven. That's where I think he'll end up. Um, but again, if there's something bigger and better for him, maybe on the independence for a little bit and even impact where he can really, um, make his name more impactful, no pun intended, do it because here's the thing, guys and girls. I mean, I would bet a lot of money in my bank account right now that, uh, Adam Copeland is headed to AEW. That's a big fish. So again, do you want to get swallowed up by, you know, Adam Copeland's debut in AEW and kind of uh, what they got going on. I wouldn't want to be a a small fish in a giant pond, especially after this release. I'd try and be a a small fish in a big in a in a medium sized pond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's the rumor right now. Adam Copeland may end up with uh, with AEW, Mercedes as well, Mercedes Money, right. aka Slasher Bank. So they, they, I mean, they have their own things to worry about. Uh, Ali and, and all of these names could realistically end up with AEW, but 
you know, Tony Khan should really focus on getting AEW back on track instead of bringing in more names and then having his creativity and his creative stifled. But Ali, one of the more talented names on this list of people. Let's go to Top Dollar, Drew. You mentioned Top Dollar. Sure. Uh, He is uh, somebody that I had high hopes for coming out of NXT when Triple H was in charge. I I felt hit row was called up way too soon. I got in some trouble with all all those individuals because I had predicted their, their demise. Unfortunately, I was right. I didn't want to be right. When they hit the main roster the first time, uh, they took that as a negative and thought I was against them. That's not the case. They got brought back. I was excited again for them because I, I, you know, I love seeing people get a second chance. And then all of a sudden, they kind of fell right back into the original spot that they were in, and they weren't used. And they were basically used as enhancement talents. Top dollar, clearly. I uh, yeah, I respect what he did, Drew. I, I I know getting into the pro wrestling realm is not the easiest thing to do, especially for a guy that size. But truthfully, you know, from me to you, talking buddy to buddy, I didn't really see a lot of money in Top Dollar or what AJ Francis was bringing to the table. He didn't really round out what WWE is looking for as a pro wrestler. He was slow. He didn't really grasp onto it as as quickly as others, and he was very one dimensional. With that saying. You know, I do agree with uh, with you saying that he could potentially do something football-related. Maybe he th- just throws in the towel for pro wrestling. He did it. He tried it. It didn't work out. Move on to something else. But, you know, at the end of the day, I wish him nothing but the best because, you know, getting in there is fucking difficult to do, and he did it. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think A.J. Francis would 100% be a great color analyst yeah. for college game day, whatever he wants to do. I think he'll make some money on the independent scene as well because as soon as you come off WWE TV, yeah. you're going to make some money. So, you know, I think that's logical for him. Do I think his wrestling days are behind him? I, who am I to say? But I do believe that AJ Francis will probably be one of the few who kind of finds their um, their their niche and their potential massive uh, revenue gain in something outside of the pro wrestling ring. And he's he's talented. He's a musician. He raps. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's uh, very talented in that respect. So, I mean, it is extremely hard. I want to everyone who's watching this. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it is extremely hard to make the NFL, not only make a practice squad, but to make an active roster. So for everyone saying AJ Francis was a flop in the wrestling ring. Okay, great. That does not, does not discount anything he's done in his professional career. The man is an athlete and he'll be just fine. Well, how many football players came through the system and didn't make it? I mean, I mean, the the numbers got to be fucking staggering. I mean, not everybody could be a Brock Lesnar or a, you know, Kurt Angle coming from, uh, you know, the Olympics and doing that thing. Look, look at Gable Stevenson. I mean, he got off yeah. to a fucking terrible start. You know, yeah. you're not going to have the next Kurt Angle, the next Brock Lesnar overnight. So, you know uh, where I like him, truthfully? As a heater, someone's manager. Go go over to AEW yeah. and go work with Swerve. Let him be a manager. He doesn't need to get in the ring. He's big. He's a bad mother. You know what? Yeah. I mean, just let him let him do that and and let him, you know, be the heater. That's what I would do. And he could talk. That's the That's the biggest thing he's got going for him. So... Uh, yeah, uh, he he was let go. We we don't know anything about uh, Ashante Adonis or B-Fab. So right now, they are still together. I don't know what the plan is there. Uh, reportedly, there are more cuts to be made. And NXT cuts, according to Brian Alvarez, will be made by 5 p.m. today. So uh, I guess we picked a good time to go live because everything kind of has slowed down right now. Uh, top dollar, Mustafa Ali, Emma was another one. A sad tweet she put out, Drew, because she was retweeting about the Australian show that was just announced, Elimination Chamber. You and I actually talked about this on Tuesday. I predicted that uh, it may be Elimination Chamber. That's what it was. She was excited to potentially be a part of that, and then legitimately half an hour after that first tweet, 
She's like, oh, never mind. I just got released. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's fucking terrible, man. I can't imagine what, what Emma's going through. And Emma's fiance, Riddick Moss, was also let go as well. So this was a two-for-one deal, unfortunately, for uh, WWE. Uh, Emma was brought back, man. You know, I, I thought she did fine work on Impact and wherever else she went after her first initial WWE run. But, I mean, they didn't do anything with her, bro. It's like you're looking at the roster of your Vince McMahon. You got your fucking old man glasses on. You're looking at things. What is this woman doing? Get rid of her. You know, it's like, what, what do you expect to happen here? Yeah, I think there's only so many hours in a television show um, weekly that they have. And realistically, there's guys and girls under contract right now that haven't seen television no. yet. So, I mean, I get it. Um, and it's unfortunate that this happens. I think both of them will find homes. I think Emma is a a great fit in AEW who needs um, a little bit more uh, in the women's division. Uh, I could see her an impact. I could see her doing a whole bunch of things. The run back in WWE just didn't, wasn't for me. Um, there's been a lot of talent that coming back just haven't done it for me, but realistically, like I said, stay on the positives here. And I think she'll end up uh, AEW or impact. Yeah. It, it's tough, you know, for someone like Emma and most of these names, you know, they were never really given an opportunity to even, showcase what they're made of. I mean, Emma, you know, she had a, a run-in with Ronda Rousey for one match on SmackDown, I remember, and that was basically all I remember from this current run. She got brought back, and, you know, the powers that be just sent her out there, like, no video package, no no, no return vignette or anything, no coming attraction. Oh, yeah, Emma's coming back to the WWE. You know, I, I want to be positive, but at the same time, I got to be honest, these talents never really stood a chance. They, they were never really given an opportunity to show the audience, what they're true, uh, truly made of. And WWE creative never backed them from day one. So, you know, they were behind the eight ball, you know, before they even before they even saw what was coming. Like, it, it sucks. It's just a terrible situation. How could you thrive in that type of environment? Uh, yeah, well, and that's the thing. Um, in, unfortunately, with mergers, which, um, you know, some of you may have been or may not have been a part of in your professional career, this stuff happens. This is a little bit different. Normally, after a merger, we see the, cuts come on what we saw kind of the corporate side and well there's talent involved in this type of merger because of the uh the entity that it is world wrestling entertainment uh and ultimate fighting uh becoming tko and part of endeavor so there's actual talent that goes with these um mergers so it is unfortunate she was never really given a chance uh, but they're going to look at their books here and that's what they're going to do they're going to say all right how much have we maximized this person's television time no okay this person's getting paid this amount of money all right well, you want to know what? We're not really maximizing this. It's kind of a net negative. Unfortunately, we have to make a tough decision today. And that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, Riddick Moss let go, which I was actually surprised by because, the, you know, I know Paul Heyman was very high on Riddick Moss. And uh, a lot of people were high on Riddick Moss. He had a great body. Uh, he had a very good look. He was decent in the ring. And they just didn't really do much with him. I think the last we saw of him was uh, in a feud with Karrion Cross on on uh, WWE television on Friday night, and that was basically it. So he was let go. Emma was let go. Rick Boogs was let go. Mm. I remember seeing Rick Boogs when I made my first trip to NXT, and he had, uh, you know, this this gimmick where he came out, he had the tassels around the arm, and he looked very fucking vintage retro 80s, playing air guitar and air drumming on NXT television. I fell in love with him because I'm a big metalhead, and uh, he got transitioned hey, to the main roster. The warrior. Say again? He looked like the ultimate warrior. He, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Um, he got transitioned to the main roster. They didn't really know what to do with him. 
They kind of shed that NXT gimmick, which I love because it was very character-based. They put him with Nakamura. It didn't really make any sense. He became Nakamura's hype man playing electric, electric guitar during Nakamura's intro. Then he got hurt. Then they moved him to Raw, and they didn't do anything with him post-draft. And here we are. Rick he got Boogs. over. He did get over. And, you know, he got he, over with that And, and listen, Boog, I love Boogs. Boogs is very charismatic. I don't know how they didn't do <clears> anything <throat> with him. But unfortunately, he was one of the uh, individuals let go today. And it's pretty sad. Yeah, again, somebody who's got a ton of charisma who will easily find his way, whether it's acting or another promotion, um, he will be just fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, I know everyone's like, well, AEW and Ring of Honor and all, I see all the predictions in here, but guys, I mean, there are only so many spots that can go around. And again, AEW is loaded with talent. Yeah, and I'm it, not talking about like talent that you may, may or not not like. They have a lot of talent, just employees. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something to to maybe you know reach for if he wants to continue this path. Work at it, work the indies, do what you got to do. Your creativity now is completely free reign. You can do whatever you want. Go back and do what WWE didn't allow you to do on the indies. Work to get to that point if you want to be in an AEW. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But right now, Boogs gone, Aaliyah gone. I mean, to me, like you you were talking about uh, net positives and negatives. This was a, a complete negative. They didn't really have any plans for her. I know she won the tag team titles with Raquel Rodriguez at one point or another. Um, again, no no loss here for WWE. It's sad that she lost her job, but hopefully mm -hmm. she uh, finds her footing somewhere if she wants to continue doing this. Aaliyah let go. Elias let go. A lot yeah. of people were actually upset about this. Well, again, something where it's like, okay, we have this, this, this man under contract, and we're not using him. We don't have anything for him. He's at home. He's getting paid. Um, and at the end of the day, you make a tough decision, and that was one of them. Um, I don't think it was extremely tough because he's not in, involved in any major storylines. This is another person who, if he wants to, will find a home very quickly because charismatic and can easily um, kind of change what he was doing because yeah. I think the Elias character is done, realistically. He could do something, I think, very dark. Uh, yeah. He could do something. I mean, he's he's chiseled out of granite, so... Uh, he looks, yeah, he looks the part, absolutely looks the part. I loved uh, the Drifter when he was in NXT before they called him up. He was just like a rogue, like some rogue fucking, uh, you know, acoustic guitar player, just, you know, just doing his own thing. I, I don't know how they didn't pair Boogs and, and, and Elias together in, in some sort of like heavy metal fucking, you know, uh, Drifter-like tag team. I mean, that to me, that would have made a, a whole bunch of sense. And I think there was even something there where they kind of crossed paths post-draft. I don't know why they didn't really experiment with that. They need tag teams. It made sense to put those two together, but Elias gone. They ran through uh, the gauntlet with him. They didn't really have any creativity. He continued to do the same thing over and over again on television. Yeah, you know, he plays television. About, somebody comes out to interrupt him, and then that's, that's basically Elias' character. If you think about some things that that man accomplished in his career, too, seeing a taker um, at WrestleMania and then the Raw or after um, SummerSlam, or was it Mania, the Raw after Mania? Maybe. I don't know when it was. I think it was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he interrupted, or maybe it was for Saudi, I don't know. But Taker interrupted him. Uh, Elias had some big moments in WWE, uh, and both of them, Elias and Aaliyah, have not wrestled, I don't. I think it's been like six to eight months, realistically. I mean, Elias might have been on something on Raw maybe four or five months ago, but he hasn't been a part of WWE, and Aaliyah hasn't wrestled a match in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, so. guys, uh, I, I, see, I see you in the chat. Uh, yes, and they still have Nia Jax. Yes, I know, I know. All these people got fired, but we added uh, Nia Jax to the roster. Well, here's the thing. Again, it's the mer <laughs> I, I will say that I will say that with WWE when they released the SmackDown news, I was like, cool, that's the news for the day. And then the cuts came and I was like, okay. 
Um, but I think this had to happen before Friday because uh, you have a show to run on Friday, that being WWE. So they wanted both of this to kind of hit, um, and it's just unfortunate timing. They wanted the SmackDown news to hit. First, obviously, good news, then bad news, but they want to be able to say something on SmackDown, like, hey, next year the new home of SmackDown will be on USA Network. So it's unfortunate timing. For yeah, them. yeah. Shelton Benjamin, another one, unfortunate. He's gone. I know he's up there in age. He's nearing 50. Uh, he still looks fucking great for his age. Uh, I know a lot of people were hurt about the Hurt Business not really being together and being disbanded by Vince McMahon. Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, he's another name that I worry about. He may, you know, again, you know, find his way uh, out of WWE at some point if this is uh, the trend that we're going in. But Shelton Benjamin, Drew, uh, I feel like they really missed the boat on his return. They did nothing with him. I thought he was a great fit with Bobby Lashley and, Sh uh, and Cedric Alexander. And to not keep someone like this, this is what I don't really understand, to not keep someone like this around who is very knowledgeable and unbelievable at what he does to work with the younger talent, I find that to be a miss. How do you feel about Shelton Benjamin being let go and not being used in other aspects to better the company? Um, I would say that Shelton Benjamin, if I'm making a prediction here, I think Shelton Benjamin has been one of the most um, insanely gifted talents that WWE has ever had. That's not a prediction. Um, and I will also say that the Hurt Business was one of my favorite factions. I thought it really helped uh, both Shelton, Bobby, and Cedric, especially Bobby, who really did not show his character upon returning to WWE. He wasn't really talking much. It's, I was in the building. People were jacked for him because he's coming off that uh, very good impact run. But it wasn't, you know, it just it started to, to flounder. Shelton, I think, would, prediction-wise, that they could easily do the independence for a little bit and become a performance center coach, easily. He's got so much talent, so much to give to the business. Also, uh, you know, Shelton would fit what what Mox and Claudio and some other guys got over, are doing over there in AEW. So really depends on what they want to do at the Blackpool Combat Club. But I could see that one. Um, and I could see him going back to Impact for a little bit. I know he had a small run there. Um, and I honestly, if, I, if I'm, you know, betting money, I, I would say that Shelton ends up at the PC in six to nine months. I like that combat club, uh, you know, correlation there. I think he would fit perfect with them. He doesn't have to talk much. That's yeah. the thing. Wherever he goes, you know, he doesn't need to talk. He just needs to wrestle. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin let go. Uh, that was uh, towards the very end of what uh, was the bloodbath on WWE releases. And the biggest name that WWE released today, and one that I'm actually quite surprised by because he gave more than 15 years of service to WWE, and now gone, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dolph Ziggler gone from WWE. And I know a lot of people are disappointed in this. I think a lot of people are, are, are really jumping the gun here. I mean, Dolph Ziggler was great. Dolph Ziggler is a fucking oh, God, yeah. fantastic pro wrestler. If you talk about, who, you know, top of the top, the pro wrestler in WWE, Dolph Ziggler's probably up there when you want to talk about the best that WWE employed. No doubt about it. He's going to land on his feet. If he still wants to wrestle, I know he's got his comedy thing. And, you know, he, he, I could see him getting into acting as well if he didn't want to pro wrestle anymore. But if he is going to remain in pro wrestling, Dolph Ziggler is going to find a job very, very quickly after his non-compete is up. Where he goes, I don't know. Indies, he can do it. And I said it then when he re-signed five years ago that Dolph Ziggler should probably go out on his own and just become what Matt Cardona is now because I could see him breaking out big time and being such a bigger name than he was in WWE. Drew, he's a, I said this on Twitter, man. He is a perfect fit for Tony Khan. 
I don't give uh, a shit who you bring in. That's the guy you got to look at. A hundred percent. It's really going to be up to Dolph. I think Dolph wanted this more than WWE wanted it. You know, I, again, I think this is something where Dolph was kind of like, Hey, you know, like you're not using me. It's been a hell of a run. I've been here for a while. Yeah. I mean, he's been there since what? I'm looking around my office because all the WrestleManias I worked, um, not as a talent. Let's get that before the rumors start flying or people clip that. Um, I want to say he's been with WWE for a long time. 28 WrestleMania, 28, yeah. 27. I mean, we're headed to 40. So, I mean, he's been a mainstay in WWE for a long time. I was in the building when he won his first World Heavyweight Championship. I think his only World Heavyweight Championship. Great moment. Crowd went nuts for him. But what what Drew, what Drew is basically saying is Dolph Ziggler is the first Ballot Hall of Famer. That's 100%. Exact, yeah. No doubt about it. And I think AEW would be a great fit for him. But again, I think it's a lot of, some of these guys are going to end up in Hollywood. Look, I think Boogs might end up doing like television. Truthfully. I could see it. You know? So I, if Ziggler wants to wrestle, sure. His brother's over there, right? Uh, yeah, his brother is over there. I've seen a lot of people fantasy booking already, a potential tag team with, uh, with his brother. Um, I don't know what the future holds for Adolf Ziggler, but like I said, his, his in-ring style would be perfect for Tony Khan. Uh, no matter what you want him to do, he wants to work the indies. He can do it. I could see him. I could honestly see him just shedding that WWE shell and just being who he wanted to be and putting on banger man. Dolph Ziggler is the type of guy that could go to New Japan and fucking give you a five star match with Okada. That's the 100%. type of guy he is. I mean, if that's you know, what if that's what he wants, he's going to go do it. I would love to see. Truthfully, I'd love to see Ziggler sign with AEW Ring of Honor and become the Ring of Honor World Champion, and you know, then jump to AW programming maybe like six months from now, seven months from now, and get into whatever he wants to get into because Ring of Honor, and I love what they did with Kingston, but I think um, Ring of Honor needs some more like main event heavy players in their in their uh, heavyweight division. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him fitting on Ring of Honor, though I, I, I wouldn't put him there personally. Uh, I think Tony Khan as, as well, uh, looking at Dolph Ziggler, not only for his inner ring work, uh, he is a veteran of the game. He needs more people like that in the locker room, more people for that locker room to look up to, potentially. Uh, the knowledge that comes with Dolph Ziggler is tremendous. You need someone that is absolutely prime time ready for TV. He knows it all. Get him on the programming. Uh, I think that's a win-win situation for both uh, Dolph Ziggler and Tony Khan if he wants to explore that. And uh, I'm not surprised to see it. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. I wish it would have happened sooner uh, because I feel like Dolph Ziggler on this name is uh, the most talented of, the, of all of them. But... That rounds out the list of names so far. There may be more. Uh, we will keep you guys posted as long as we are alive. And if there is any more names, I will actually uh, update you uh, later today video-wise. Uh, Drew, they said NXT is not going to be immune to this. NXT releases are expected later this evening, says Brian Alvarez, around 5 p.m. Eastern. And apparently um, that is going to be later today. So we have more coming. Now, my thing with the NXT talent is... And I mentioned this on Tuesday, you know, they are going back and holding tryouts for independent talent to come on in to the performance center. You know, this was the way Triple H built NXT through the indies. They moved away from that for the NIL program and they wanted to build from within, take people that didn't have any wrestling experience and pretty much WWE wanted to mold them in their own image. And it's uh, something that I feel like they haven't, you know, see, received the return on their investment for. Now... They are about to cut people. Is it going to be those NIL kids getting cut who are not making it out in the performance center? Is it going to be a mixture of NIL and people that they've actually put on TV that they don't find any value in? 
what what do you make of this? Because in the summer of 2001, it was uh, all the older indie guys that were cut from NXT. How is this going to transition now to this current NXT? Well, um, you're, unfortunately, you're going to get a corporate answer from me. I know I looked the part today because this is my normal work attire. <laughs> I am not going to comment on who I believe should, will, or can be cut. I think what they're going to do is they're going to sit down like they have been doing, and they're going to see who is getting paid and what they're returning, just like any business. And I think they'll make unfortunate decisions. Do I think you're going to see big names be cut from NXT? I don't, because I think NXT, some of the guys and girls from NXT are headed to Raw or SmackDown, and they're going to need to you know, rejuvenate that pool, for lack of a better term. So um, I think, yeah, if I had, if it gun to my head, I think it would be maybe some of the NIL people, but they're not really getting paid a, a good amount of money um, from what I am besides a couple of them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the names here, I'll make one prediction and I don't like to do this because it's somebody's livelihood. I would think that um, Gable Stevenson might be one of those. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting because I know NXT right now is packaged with raw SmackDown went to um, USA network. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Uh, raw and NXT right now, Still in negotiations. You would think that they want to keep a nice-looking nucleus of current stars that they have on TV right now with potential breakout stars or, that are about to make their way to television to really bolster NXT so that it looks like an attractive offer for uh, NBCU or whoever is going to buy and that's uh, the your rights best to point. Raw and NXT. That's your best point right there. Yeah. Uh, the NXT cuts. Raw and SmackDown are established uh, home-run television players, okay? Yeah. The NXT stuff, they WWE cannot can ill afford to start cutting the likes of like a Braun Breaker or something like that, or, or a mainstay Carmelo Hayes. That's not going to happen. First of all, uh, AEW and everybody else would be salivating at that because those are two extremely talented uh, individuals, but they just they can't do it because they need to sell that product to whatever network they're trying to sell it to. So expect, expect some lesser-known names to be released from NXT, unfortunately. Yeah, I will, uh, I will keep you guys updated personally uh, when those names come out. I'll have a video uh, as soon as that news breaks myself later today. Uh, Drew, this is coming from Fightful Select. Uh, apparently, there was some frustration amongst the locker room in WWE when WWE announced the $1.4 billion SmackDown deal for them to be moved off of Fox back to NBCU for SmackDown. One tar, uh, top star said that most of the list barely had a chance, and I just said this literally, Barely had a chance considering they weren't booked and called it a circle that could not be escaped. Another brought up that the company released Emma just after the Elimination Chamber show announcement in her home country after she had just tweeted her excitement for it. The line of thinking from many on the roster is that WWE aligned these cuts with the announcement of the Elimination Chamber at SmackDown rights fees deal in order to minimize the negative impact on the company. TKO stock dropped from 96 dollars uh, and 23 cents to 88 dollars and 95 cents by uh 10 10 eastern time this morning after the smackdown announcement the stock now sits at 86 dollars and 94 cents as of 12 30 of the news uh you know of the releases obviously being broken here in the community uh wh what do you make of that i mean the locker room obviously has a point there but uh what do you make of the uh news as far as the announcement for smackdown and the stock dropping breaking news Breaking news. Stocks will rise and fall. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh. I, I, I sold majority of my shares of WWE when, before the merger happened because it's just, um, it's volatile. You never know what happens, okay? And we all knew that the, the bad press was going to be the releases and everything else like that. Yes, this is typical corporate MO. 
can we bury this news with other positive news? Um, I, I just, I think the boys and girls need to understand that although I'm not in that locker room, they know exactly what WWE and TKO and Endeavor is doing. Um, so this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. This is typical. It's we're let's bury, let's bury this news. And not to mention, AEW just had one of their biggest dynamites, right, of the year. The Grand Slam is always one of their biggest dynamites. Ain't nobody talking about that. No, nobody's talking about that at all, sadly. Uh, WWE, yeah. WWE sources that uh, Fightful spoke to said that the mass cuts were not discussed with Triple H. Uh, so there you go. And this is in direct correlation to the merger. So Triple H obviously has no say in any of this whatsoever. So for those thinking that, uh, you know, uh, he brought these talents back and then uh, now they're let go, he has no say in anything. Several talent that we spoke to, they say, uh, even uh, had thoughts of the days of mass cuts being behind them and that they thought deals would simply be allowed to expire instead of letting everybody go. That had appeared to be the method as of late, and Fightful says they will keep us updated as more I info comes in. I, I respect, I, I, me and Sean are um, cordial. We're good. For, I wouldn't say we're like best friends, but we're friends. Um, and I don't know if that was him who reported that. But And and Jimmy is is very, very smart business-wise, and so is Sean. I That's Jimmy Van. I don't see how that like made news because realistically what Endeavor and TKO uh, and UFC are doing, they're inheriting Endeavor is inheriting all of these contracts before that the merger happened. A lot of these guys and girls were signed way before the, the merger. So they're going to have some saying like, Hey, this, what, why are we paying? Wait, hold on a second. How much are we paying him? How much are we paying her? Is she on TV? No, she's not. Get rid of her. Yeah. And that's just the unfortunate part of a merger. So for them to say that they just think that the contracts are going to be left to expire, I think is just, I think it's asinine, truthfully. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm Endeavor, honestly, what am I doing? I'm doing the same thing that they did today, you know, business. But yeah. as far as uh, that mentality, I don't know why the locker room would be thinking that. Oh, the days of budget cuts were behind us. I mean, I mean, even us lowly fucking podcasters saw this day coming. How didn't they see it? Like everybody knew yeah. this was coming. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it two weeks ago. I think we said that, you know, I, I truly believe that the, the roster cuts will be coming. I uh, just don't know exactly when. This is a little sooner than we think we'd all had anticipated. But at the end of the day, WWE is bringing in new talent. I can promise you that. Yeah. Um, they're bringing in, you know, Jade Cargill. There might yeah. be some others. Maybe. Maybe just maybe CM Punk's on his way. Who knows? I don't know. But they need money, which they have tons of. But they need money to do that. So that's yes, uh, you, you see the whole the whole circle of uh, of what WWE is doing here. Jay Cargill's coming and Punk potentially coming and bigger names coming on in now that they're with TKO or Endeavor merging uh, WWE and UFC. They're going to replenish the NXT brand with independent talent that are somewhat, you know, seasoned. They're going to learn the WWE way. And those talents that are on NXT right now, like Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, Tiffany Stratton, you're going to get replenished by all these uh, terminations today. You're going to be replenished on the main roster with established names that WWE has put money, time, and effort into. So, I mean, at the end of the day, television may be better and more bountiful, Drew, uh, you know, when, uh, when we get to uh, Monday and Friday. Right, and here's the deal. Within the last 24 hours, okay, WWE has terminated its partnership with Panini. That's a trading card company. Announced the Chamber, which we talked about. Announced SmackDown. So, I mean, you know, yeah, they're trying to bury things. But I think what they're doing is, I think this is one of the first major meetings and major um, powwows that that board of directors with TKO is having. And yep. they're figuring out everything to 
that they need to do to make their books look better. And that's the unfortunate side of business. AEW is not publicly traded. You're never going to hear about this until they become publicly traded. Yeah. And they will. I, I do believe eventually. Keeping with the contract news and who's staying and who's going, uh, there is news from Fightful Select as well that Sheamus has a contract set to expire in a few months. There aren't many details available, says Sap, except that it is believed that his deal expires in the early part of 2024. Not confirmed, though. Uh, keep in mind that WWE extends deals because of injuries, but it's not confirmed if his deal was extended. If Sheamus was injured or had time off, they usually tack on that time that he missed to his contract. So it could be longer than what is being reported here. Sheamus signed the developmental deal with WWE in 2006. He's been used as basically a very steady hand on the main roster. Obviously, he had his deal with Gunther and Drew McIntyre, which was one of the best matches in the entire year. And for those wondering, if he does become a free agent, it is possible that he could sign with AEW or anywhere. He has friends over there, obviously. One of his best friends, Edge, may end up over there. Uh, and that's been making the rounds as far as rumors go with AEW and Adam Copeland. Uh, Becky Lynch as well, Drew. Uh, she has a contract up next year. I believe Montez Ford has a contract up next year. And Drew McIntyre has a contract up next year. Now, before I uh, I, I get your take on this, I, I want to really kind of hone in on the Sheamus thi uh, thing. I don't see Becky going anywhere. I mean, her husband is over in WWE. She's not going anywhere. I think WWE is going to offer her the fucking uh, the, the bank to keep her. But someone like Sheamus, that, that to me is a telling sign. If they don't bring someone like Sheamus back and they don't want to pay Sheamus, what does that mean for the rest of the locker room that is of that type of veteran status and of that age? I mean, should they start thinking, hey, maybe I should start looking elsewhere if they're not bringing Sheamus back, who's basically been here his entire life? Yeah, um, the Sheamus stuff will be interesting. I'll say this. I had a conversation with Sheamus, uh, um, I want to say like six or seven years ago. His contract was coming up. He was doing the thing with Cesaro. It was like the best of seven or whatever. And oh, then yeah. they ended up. And that's what led team. to the bar. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had said to him, because there was rumors about that, I had said, hey, man, you know, stay with WWE. It's just my opinion. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. This is where I always want to be. And that was seven years ago. Yeah. And there really wasn't viable competition. I think Sheamus would be benefit. I think it would be beneficial. It would benefit him to head on over to AEW if they would have him. Um He's done so much in WWE. It's kind of the same thing with Adam Copeland. How much more can this man accomplish in WWE? Um, Sheamus would be a great heel in WWE, but it just doesn't seem like they want to go that route. I mean, they gave him some pushes here and there. He had Edge's last match, but realistically, um, out of the three you named, the only one that would make sense to me is Sheamus. I think Drew's back, and so is Becky. No questions asked. Yeah, I uh, I think he would be a perfect fit as well for AEW. Uh, I know that he has recently, as of a couple of months ago, complained and really made uh, some statements about WWE dropping the ball on him, dropping the ball on the Brawling Brutes, and you can see it on television that it wasn't the same following the Survivor Series. I mean, he got his WrestleMania match with Gunther. Everybody thought he was going to win his Intercontinental title, the only title he hasn't won in the company. And he's complained about how WWE's dropped the ball creatively. I wonder how frustrating that is for him. And, um, again, I was thinking about this when I was reading the story yesterday. I'm like, someone like that who they don't bring back, what does that kind of tell the rest of the locker room that is of that age? It's going to be very interesting to see. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Becky's going to AEW when her contract's up. No, she's not. WWE's never going to let Becky Lynch go, ever. So, no. um, that's the news as far as that is concerned uh, with those 
expiring contracts, the releases. There is more still to come, obviously, today. Like I mentioned with Brian Alvarez and the NXT uh, releases and cuts. We'll keep you updated on that. Um, Let's get into the other big thing today, Drew. SmackDown returning to the USA Network as part of a new agreement with NBCU. Terms of the deal weren't disclosed. However, the Wall Street Journal reports that people people familiar with the pact valued it at roughly $1.4 billion, which is about a 40% increase over the deal with WWE and the deal that they had with Fox. Now, I was actually surprised by this because, you know, actually, I wasn't really surprised by this because I, I, I kind of felt when they fired uh, Ryan Satin that things were kind of going a different way. And everybody made a big deal about them canceling the Out of Character podcast. And the correlation there was like WWE is going to you know be without Fox. Where are they going to go? ESPN? Is it going to be Disney? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of felt Nick Khan wanted everything under the same umbrella. Now we may be looking at WWE under the same umbrella, but with their their true partners here for you know how long they've been partners, NBC Universal. Well, here's the deal. NBCU is the exclusive streaming partner for the WWE Network, Peacock, uh, all their PLEs, everything else like that. And I don't think that expires for another two years. So you're getting WrestleMania 40 and then WrestleMania 41, I believe, yeah. on Peacock with the merger. Um, I do believe that, you you know, ever uh, the reports out here, the, the valuation is, is high, and I think it is high because WWE SmackDown was just on network television. It was on Fox. Um, so I think Nick Khan was smart to move this entity for the price that he did uh, and WWE did. What I will say is that I think it's interesting that SmackDown was announced first instead of Raw. And I know everyone's like, well, Raw's not up for this, this, and that. Yeah, well, Raw is currently on USA. So my thought pattern here is I'm trying to read between the, the tea leaves and read everything else that's going on. It seems to me like we didn't get a financial, a fiscal announcement of how much it was, how much the rumors out there at 1.4. That's what it's believed to be sold at. I truly believe that what NBC is doing is they're trying to acquire all of WWE's television programming, the right, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. That will give them, essentially, if it's 3-3 or 3-2 and 2, you know, you do the math there, that's seven hours of television weekly for WWE on NBC programming, plus the four Saturday night main events that you're going to get. So if they end up losing, because I do believe that's happening, if they end up losing the big four, the pay-per-views, and, and maybe they lose the, the PLEs entirely to ESPN Plus or whatever, this is their way of saying, okay, we lost that, but, man, we have all of this, and realistically, that's where we're at. I do believe that Raw, NXT, and SmackDown will all be under the NBCU umbrella. I do, I do believe that. Well, the report does note that it's possible Raw moves away from Monday nights, which I think would be fucking ridiculous. I think that's a terrible move which would obviously be a major shift as the series has been a staple on Mondays since January 1993. Now, while WWE will maintain some kind of partnership with NBCU through at least 2028, it's not yet certain that their catalog will remain available on the company's streaming app, Peacock, for the long haul. Like you mentioned, I believe that deal's up in 2025. Who knows where Nick Khan's going to take the WWE content. It could be, uh, like you said, ESPN Plus or or whatever the case may be. Uh, Disney, we don't know. The streaming deal between WWE NBCU uh, lasts until at least 2026. Now, going back to Monday Night Raw, I, I would not want them to move Monday Night Raw 
off of Monday. I think that needs to be, you know, that's a tradition that needs to be be there as long as WWE is around. And, and number two, uh, why do you think, because the report said that it's possible that WWE does not land with Raw on NBCU, that there are other suitors, uh, you know, not, uh, not, not people that are, blatantly out there in the open to buy it like a Disney. There are a lot of people uh, lining up to buy Monday Night Raw potentially from other outlets. Um, cool. do, do you see them not putting Raw on USA Network or NBCU potentially being paid for Raw and then moving it back to two hours? Because I think that's a, that's a huge selling point right there, moving the show back to two hours. Um, I don't think truthfully that raw will be moved to two hours. Um, I think it, it, I mean, there's always a possibility if it remains on NBCU, I think they might, you know, if NBCU decides to buy the streaming rights for that, I could see them maybe making raw two hours. Um, there was a rumor that SmackDown, if, 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 if NBCU loses raw, maybe SmackDown becomes three hours, which I would, I, I think the perfect wrestling time is two hours, but if you're going to pay $1.4 billion, um, you kind of get to call the shots. So I think, again, I'm going to stick with what I'm saying. I think what you're seeing here is SmackDown is announced. This basically, you have Raw and SmackDown. Um, yeah, I want, all right, I'm just going to say it um, because I really wanted to dance around this, but I don't think I can, and I don't like to do that on the show. I think what WWE is doing is smart. I think what they're doing is they gave NBCU gave WWE $1.4 billion for SmackDown. I think this is them giving a power play to, hey, we've ponied up all this money for SmackDown. We want Raw as well. We want your entire catalog. Announce the SmackDown deal. Um, do not give fiscals. We'll pay you more for SmackDown. We'll pay you a little bit less for Raw, and we'll give you a good deal on NXT, and all three of them are going to be combined. It just screams that to me. Could Amazon be a part of it? Sure. Could Disney? Sure. There's always going to be suitors, but if you don't think people were banging down the door for SmackDown, you're fucking crazy uh, because The Rock was just on it. Um, WWE is extremely, extremely timely with everything they do. And again, I like to come on here and I like to give you guys no bullshit. It's there's 3000 of us watching right now, 3000 of you watching right now. I appreciate it. So I'll just shoot straight with you. I think this is NBCU's first bullet and they are going to announce the other two shortly. And I think all three programming um, media rights will be on NBCU because you don't announce this unless you plan on bringing raw back. That's well, just me. Well, my, my question is to you because I find it to be very weird. You know, I thought Fox and the WWE partnership was going very well. I mean, the numbers obviously prove that SmackDown was doing very well, uh, especially in the later months on Fox 5 here in New York City. And, I mean, they were trending 2-5, 2-6. I mean, sometimes a 2-7 when Roman Reigns and, and the height of that bloodline storyline. Why didn't Fox make uh, that much of a play? Why didn't Fox want a match or at least better maybe 1.5 billion for wwe why did they just say you know what go ahead take it again great question right and that's why i'm that's why i was when i started to talk i was like should i dance around this or should i just say it that's exactly the point jd you asked a great question why fox wasn't like hey we'll match it let me give you 1.6 let me give you 1.7 and then wwe can go back to nbcu and i mean what they did was they essentially quote unquote paid the value that nick Khan valued smackdown out we don't know what it is yet it could be you know nick khan is an agent so that he could be taking the professional uh, athlete contract negotiation hey listen we won't announce this we'll pay you 1.7 for smackdown we're gonna pay you 1.1 for raw which is an extreme undervaluation of it but 
that comes out to 2.8 2.8 billion and then we'll give you another i don't know 600,000 which is an extreme overestimation for NXT and what they're going to do is they're going to combine all this deal and one is going to look extremely bloated but they get all three media rights and that's what this is again it's the first domino to fall the, the others are coming the others are coming because smackdown was kind of the jewel it really was everything major happens on smackdown and they now are headed to NBCU. Raw is going to go, and so is WWE NXT. It's going to be a package deal. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a $4 billion announcement and all three of them are under that umbrella, which is a lot of money. They could, you know, you could, all the rumors, the $1.4 billion that has been rumored. It, at the end of it, it could look $2 billion for SmackDown, $1 billion for Raw, and $1 billion for NXT, which would be insane. But they're going to they're gonna do this however they need to do it. But at the end of the day, what WWE is going to do is they're going to make money. And this, again, is the first domino, and it's SmackDown. It's not Raw. If Raw was announced first, I'd say SmackDown might be finding a new home, and it's probably not NBC Universal. It's the opposite. Man, I, it's it, again, I'm, I'm listening to you talk. You make a lot of sense, and I'm here thinking to myself, you know, man, it's, it's crazy to think how WWE brought Nick Khan in when they did, and he is probably facilitating all these deals. And, you know, I make fun of him. He's a con man, and he's this and that. But, man, he's got to be one of the most ruthless fucking people that you could possibly sit down and talk to, man. It's almost like he he made it, he made out like gangbusters here. Because now I'm thinking, did WWE pull the strings and they are the puppet master here? Because, you know, they were on Fox. Now they're with NBCU, one point, roughly 1.4. That's the rumored number, billion to, to move SmackDown to, to NBCU. And then, you know, we don't know where Raw and NXT are going to be. They could en- end up on NBCU as well for the next four or five years. But I'm thinking WWE's content's not going to remain on Peacock past 2026. So did, w- did WWE just kind of play the whole fucking game and play everybody here by, hey, we got, we got Raw and SmackDown, a new home for five more years and we're going to move the fucking shit off Peacock, and then we're going to go to ESPN Plus, and we're going to charge you $70 for all big uh, five uh, pay-per-views per year. It, it's much. like, it, it's like, did they play the fucking system and take everybody for a fucking sucker here? Again, I think... Because I feel bad again, for NBCU, man. They're thinking, yeah, WWE's the, you know, NBCU's the home of WWE, and, you know, goodbye Peacock, come 2026, because I don't think they're going to be there. Well, they're still going to have SmackDown, Raw, and NXT on, and the streaming, the PLEs and the WrestleManias on NBC's umbrella, the Peacock stuff, through 2025, 2026. So, again, they'll get a couple years of that. And I think what NBCU is gearing up for is they are trying to acquire all of the, the TV media rights, including the streaming deal as well. That probably won't happen. So what NBCU is doing is they're saying, all right, let me get Raw SmackDown and NXT. And if you got to take the PLEs and go to ESPN Plus and everything else, you know what? Fine. Then what they're doing is they're reinvesting all their uh, gains from Peacock, from the subscribers, from everything else. And they're buying, they're doubling in, they're reinvesting on WWE programming. It's brilliant, truthfully. Um, And if they, for some reason, can package it all together, good for them. I just don't see that happening. Nick Khan has basically taken the WWE's media, you know, the streaming rights deals and made it the most equitable thing he could. And it's also the most viable. So <laughs> he's going to listen to everybody, but he's going to take the best deal he possibly can. And I, and I do believe that the, um, the PLEs and everything else will be off Peacock once this deal's over, unfortunately.
Uh, people were making a big deal about the ratings and potential ratings dip from moving from Fox to, to USA Network because it's in less households and it's on cable instead of being on network television. Do you, do you find that to be a big deal? Is WWE concerned about that or should they be concerned about that? Well, the, the SmackDown deal includes four yes. NBC. It's going to be on NBC, four Saturday night main events on NBC, which was huge. That was one of the biggest negotiating points from what I heard that WWE wanted. We, I still want to be on network television. Well, we can give you both. We'll give you a four and maybe we'll give you six. Maybe we'll give you eight. And I mean, you know, you're talking about a 56 week, uh, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. Um, and you add those other four because you're going to get that additional programming. It's 56. But, the, you know, what WWE has now done is they solidified themselves being still on national television. It's not 52 weeks a year like it would be on Fox, but a couple of those are on FS1. So we'll just round it to 50. Um, but it's still something that Nick and Vince and the whole Endeavor TKO people wanted. Uh, to remain on network television, and they're doing that. Um, and yeah, it's another bullet. It's, it's another bullet in the chamber for WWE against AW. Yes, I know. We'll be competing with uh, main event now on Saturday nights against Collision. Great. Correct. That part. There's four of them. Yeah. There's also this. If for some reason this writer's strike, you know, is just continuous, and which I don't think it will, you might get simulcast. Look at what ESPN is doing. ESPN is airing Monday Night Football on ABC. It's a completely different game, and there's one on ESPN an hour later. Yeah. So just be aware of that, too. I mean, you know, you could see maybe a Monday Night Raw on NBC shortly. Is this uh, something uh, now I'm thinking about the Saturday night's main event? I know WWE shifted their pay-per-view model to Saturdays and moved off Sundays. Mm -hmm. Is this meaning that uh, the pay-per-view model is going to go back to Sunday now with all these uh, different shows potentially happening on a Saturday on NBC? I, you know, that I don't know. Um, I think they've really enjoyed the Saturdays. It gives people to travel. They don't have to worry about hustling out of yeah. the building. They don't have to do all that stuff. They've also seen massive revenue gains from the Saturday shows. Obviously, there's more competition, um, but they've enjoyed it, and they've seen uh, gains from it. So what I could see is is them hosting four special Saturday Night Main events, maybe one from MSG. Maybe one from the Staples Center, that type of stuff, whatever the hell it's called now, the Crypto.com Arena yeah. um, in Los Angeles, that type of stuff. And I think it could be maybe like the first of the month where they use it as a build towards their PLEs. I don't think this is going to coincide with the PLE, no. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff, man. It's all just crazy today with the news. Uh, that's the WWE side of things. There's, there's, the, the, hold on a second. I want to. There's there's a big rumor here, JD, that I don't know if you've seen or whatnot. I, I, it may be the thing that I just saw. The Go SEC ahead. filing yeah. hints that Vince McMahon may leave WWE. Um, this is accurate. I could say that when the SEC reports that, it seems like after the merger, uh, McMahon holds 28.84 million TKO shares, which is valued currently at the market at $3 billion. Um, it seems as if McMahon is putting all of his shares up for sale. Now, this is common some uh, in some spaces. Um, Vince is obviously trying to find somebody to buy all of his shares. If not all of them, then some of them. Um, but it, it, he might have it where it's all or nothing. So if somebody wants to pony up $3 billion, then or he could sell all of them, then he takes it. Um, I don't see this being the case, but it is interesting and, and interesting timing that Vince would take his $3 billion and maybe go home. He still would be on the board, though. They're going to keep him there, in my opinion. To do what? If he, what is he? If he's selling all his shares, what the fuck? Who cares? I think he would just be like um, a consultant. I don't think he's going. So maybe not on the board. I would. I'll run that back. But he'll be a consultant in some way, shape, or form. But if he sells all of his shares, it'll be interesting to see who buys it. <laughs> 
I mean, the uh, Axios report, all I see here that I really am concerned with, Vince McMahon may leave WWE. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit how many fucking billions he has in in stock. I mean, who cares? Goodbye. Yeah, if that's if that's what's going to happen, then that's what's going to happen. It'll be interesting. I again, well, it makes you wonder you know, why Ari Emanuel brought him in, knowing that uh, his uh, back catalog of uh, of crimes was going to eventually come back to haunt him. You know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, so. we don't have to talk about Vince McMahon, bro. I, I know. I, I I I can't wait for him to be gone. I mean, can you blame me? I'm a fan. Well, uh, this is interesting. And, it, I, you know, it seems like we're, we're breaking news after breaking news after breaking news here. Um, TKO itself says in a regulatory filing, Vince McMahon's membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity and or have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. His membership mm. may also result in additional scrutiny or otherwise exacerbate the other risks described. Any of these outcomes could directly or indirectly have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. That is huge. That is something you, that piece of this is something you guys should follow because the other stuff, they're putting his shares up for share, whatever. It Um, was never about a sale of the company, man. Vince fucking suckered everybody. That's exactly what he did. He thought he could get away with it. I mean, invincible, right? I mean, everyone thinks they're invincible, and Vince was bulletproof. The man's Teflon, um, it seems. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, that's uh, that's late-breaking news there. Uh, I love hearing that. We'll keep a, a close eye on that. Uh, the timing is interesting. Has Vince yeah. been screwed by Ari? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, man. It's the business world, man. This cutthroat shit happening every day, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Ari Emanuel. I mean, that's what I'm saying though. If you think about that for a second, all of this stuff comes out after this merger happens, like a week, two weeks after. I mean, this news, they probably had it. They just sat on it. Yeah, man, me and Ari are going to be best friends, man. I'm going to be a big fan, Ari Emanuel. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we'll keep uh, you guys updated on that. Um, I do want to shift before, uh, I know Drew's got to get back to work in a little bit. I, I do want to get his thoughts on, on Grand Slam. There is news coming out of Grand Slam couple of different things. First of all, uh, there was news that broke during Grand Slam, Drew, that AEW may actually have another pay-per-view on December 29th of 2023. What do you make of this? Because I know that uh, Max is now streaming sports, and Bleacher Mm -hmm. Report via Max is now going to be a $9.99 additional charge. Are they gearing up or a little earlier than uh, anticipated for AEW to be on there with this potential December pay-per-view uh, because I feel like they need to if they want to get this ball rolling because it's going to be a very difficult sell, bro, with all in, all out, full gear, wrestle dream, and then this one, man, that's a lot of $50 fucking price tags when we were paying uh, four times a year, man. We're going to be paying five times in the last four months. I think the perfect time to introduce whatever they're going to introduce regarding AEW and the streaming deal and everything else like that um, is that December time frame. Everyone's kind of home for the holidays. People are gathered around. Some people you know, stay home from work from December 23rd until realistically January 3rd or 4th, a couple yep. days after New Year's. Uh, so I would 100% look for that pay-per-view to be on max. Yeah, I go. think that'll be the launching pad. And it's a smart move for them. Um, and I would do it. Yeah, we so, talked yeah. we, we talked about it on Tuesday. Uh, I know Drew said that uh, he, if there could be a potential where a, AEW, you know, kind of waters down their product. And uh, the pay-per-views water down uh, everything that they do on TV. I, I feel like Tony Khan, if he's going to have a little bit more of a consolidated um, television schedule now and, and leading into a pay-per-view every month, that it actually may get him on board with actually telling longer stories 
and uh, getting more involved with storytelling because I feel like he gets lazy when there's so much time in between pay-per-view. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to uh, monitor as well. Grand Slam, I thought it was probably the best dynamite of the summer. I thought it was a tremendous show from top to bottom last night, minus a botch here and there, and the fucking injury scares. It seems like AEW wants to drop everybody on their goddamn head. Uh, Adam Cole, we'll talk about him in a second. John Moxley suffered a concussion, a mild concussion, says Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, the match outcome was supposed to be Moxley. Phoenix was not supposed to win the championship, and apparently uh, Rick Knox, the referee, botched the ending of the match. What would you think of that entire situation? Um, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Um, and I feel for everyone coming under scrutiny, uh, in that match and everything else like that. Um, obviously I didn't think that John was supposed to lose that match, but it was hard to watch. I'm happy John's okay. And just suffered a mild concussion. Um, yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, and you know, I think the, the right call was made because realistically they don't know if John's incapacitated and if he's, you know, paralyzed. So yeah. Uh, he, he can't kick out, it seemed like, or maybe he said count to three, um, and I'll yeah. talk to Tony when I get, I, you know, I don't know what it was, but yeah. an audible was made, and that's it. I mean, because realistically, if if John can't go and can't kick out, there's only one decision to be made. Yeah, yeah it's a tough spot, and Jesse and I talked about it on uh, on last night's stream. You know, what does Rick Knox do with, basically, how mo- how many seconds did he have to make a fucking rash decision there? It's like, it's like do you count to three or and, and mess up the creative plans that were supposed to be? Or do you just do your job and say, you know what, Mox is supposed to win this thing. I'm not going to count three. He was just doing his job, and I think he got reamed out for it. But there's very little time in there to react. So, you know, I'm sure everything will come um, back around and we'll fix that. But it reminded me of the Owen Austin shit. Same type of pile driver. I mean, just an awful-looking spot. I don't know why we're doing so many pile drivers. I know MJF got dropped on his fucking neck on the apron by Joe. Adam Cole... Man, oh, man, I, I got flashbacks to see him punk jumping into the goddamn crowd, man. What a waste of a fucking spot that was. I seen him limping. I'm like, yeah, he's injured. Did you see that spot last night? I did. Uh, just, again, unfortunate. Um, uh, again, the Austin and Owen thing, right? When you go back and watch that, I mean, that was one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Uh, and, I mean, the roll-up was horseshit. Austin yeah. said it. And realistically, did you want an ending like that with Mox? No. So I think Mox, you know, did the right thing by the business. Um, The MJF Adam Cole thing. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate. Adam Cole getting injured, trying to hop a barricade and then, yeah, getting into the ring. Just just it was bad. That part sucked. But I again, Grand Slam. I think they need to stop running Grand Slam as a dynamite. Make it a uh, pay-per-view. Truthfully, It it may actually end up being that way. Uh, Adam Cole was uh, uh, brought to the hospital. He was on crutches. Uh, we don't know the diagnosis of his injury. Obviously, it could factor into plans now. Um, spoiler alert. I'll give you guys a second or two to uh, mute the chat because uh, there was spoilers coming out of Rampage, and I want to discuss this with Drew right now because I know he's been very adamant about when and where and how MJF defends that championship. Uh, MJF's not defending that title, Drew, uh, the world title at Wrestle Dream. Uh, there is a tag team title match for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. And uh, supposedly Cole and MJF will be defending against the Righteous at, uh, at WrestleDream. I mean, is that a waste of, uh, of a match for both Adam Cole and MJF? Or do you sit in the camp where Jesse and I dwell and uh, deem that it's okay because we don't want another two weeks of MJF build towards a nothing title match when it's not going to really be that substantial? Okay, so that's a good point. Fine. I don't mind that one. Okay. The one that bothers me. <laughs> the one that bothers me is that 
there is a tailor fitted tag team title match for wrestle dream that they're not doing. And it just is ridiculous. Like, and, and, and the it, fucked up thing is man, the, the, the team that you're alluding to was in the match last night that the righteous beat. Right. And here's the other, <laughs> here's the other thing. Okay. So if that's not going to happen, cool. Give me the Hardys. Give me the Hardys. Matt and Jeff are both main eventers. You can give me the Hardys. We know they're not going to win, but it would still be cool. MJF and, and Adam Cole going against one of their favorite tag teams when they were growing up. Blah, 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 blah. The, the, the righteous? Cool. Like, you might as well just get the match in the ring, have MJF do the double clothesline with Adam Cole and count the one, two, three, and get him the fuck on. Yeah. It's just, it. again, I understand MJF doesn't need to defend the title. He just did on Grand Slam, which is, again, Kind of ass backwards, convoluted ass backwards booking. I get it. So we'll have a tag team title match, but you know what we're gonna give you? The righteous. Cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, is MJF it, hurt? No, uh, I mean, he, I'm sure he's banged up. I don't think he's 100%. I mean, he's wrestling more now than he did in the beginning of the year, but... No one's 100%. No. I'm asking, does he have a legitimate injury? Because it seems like AEW and WWE had the exact same storylines running neck and neck. No, Seth? I think I think MJF's MJF. I, I think MJF's a professional. He went on every outlet on uh, on TV here in New York and was selling the neck injury. So I think he said he was injured, but he's not really hurt, but he's banged up. Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, I don't. I've never been a huge fan of Ring of Honor being in AEW, but I know what they're trying to do. Um, I think they they should one hundred percent be separate, but you have to build that entity up. So they put it on AEW's television program because uh, I don't know if you know this, but Ring of Honor is I think on what fucking youtube so they're not even on youtube I, they're on a fucking app whatever even worse um and what i'm saying there is that i get it i just don't like it so it's not for me it doesn't mean it's it's right or wrong but I, again that match is so tailor fitted the tag team title match adam cole and mjf taking on taven and uh what's his nuts um i just i don't know it's just you know, you want to know my thoughts on this before we before we get into the super chats? You know, Tony Khan. Tony Khan thinks the fucking Ring of Honor brand that he bought is like something fucking everybody needs to see, bro. It sucks. It sucks. You know, he thinks it's more than what it used to be. It's never going to be what it used to be. Keep it separate from what you're doing because you're just muddying up everything you're doing with AEW, and it's overwhelming for a fan to watch all this shit. Like, I watched mm. Collision on Saturday night, and uh, Iron Savages were in the ring with FTR. They got chance of, who are you? Who are you? Same thing with the fucking Righteous. Like, I don't want to see this shit. And, and the Righteous, I mean, can you get any more Wyatt family? I know Bray just passed away, God rest his soul, but do we really need someone that is very similar to what the Wyatt family did on AEW television, all because we need to pay homage to what the Wyatt family was? Give me a break. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's where me and you kind of coincide and align. It's like, I get you're a huge fan, Tony, and I, I could see it. I appreciate it. Um, but I think the fandom needs to be put aside sometimes. And, it, you know, well, we're going to pay you the, re you know, we're going to give the righteous a little push because of Wyndham and all that. No, no, it no. makes WWE is not even doing that. No, WWE is not even doing that. So for me, it's like, no, 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 and no. And I mean, you know, it just hit me too. Um, Seattle. The Climate Pledge Arena, Wrestle Dream. I got a funny feeling Edge is showing up there. Well, I mean, it he did say his sense. contract's up at the end of September, man. I mean, uh, that's October 1. I don't know. It just makes sense because Tony announced that show right after All In. Yeah. And I truly believe that this that is where Edge will make his debut. I was just thinking about that. 
Doing what? I don't know. He's a big Pearl Jam fan. He being Edge, Seattle. Makes sense. Hey, listen, man. Miles Kennedy's from Seattle. Lead singer of Volta Bridge. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, Anyway. There you go. Anyway, uh, we are going to get into the Super Chats. I want to thank you uh, and the 3,000 people that were in here today, man. Thank you guys very much for this emergency episode on the channel. Drew called me up. He's like, you want to go live? I'm like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it. I was going to do my own shit, but then uh, when you got uh, us together, man, the discussion's great. And uh, there's a lot of different points of view coming at you. So hopefully you appreciate it. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206, at Andrew Bedala on Twitter. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. I'm legitimately 50 subscribers away from 149,000 subscribers. I may already be there. I don't even know yet. And uh, make sure you guys get those super chats in. We're going to hang out in just a second and hit the thumbs up, man. We need uh, 100 more likes for 1,000 likes on today's live stream. Justin Smith with a $2 super chat. Warhorse and Boogs as a tag team, please. Yeah, man, I like Warhorse. I think that'd be a great tag team. Hopefully, uh, Boogs gets uh, right and continues to do what he's got to do, man. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. I guess Raw and NXT will go to Disney and Amazon now. Not necessarily. I don't think so. I don't think so. Could be, but uh, we will find that out. Uh, Tyler, one ninety nine. What people from NXT DC getting cut? Um, not here to make that assumption, but uh, it could be a mixture of NIL talent, NIL talent, and uh, some of the talent that was on NXT that didn't really amount to anything. And I know that WWE was going to give a six month grace period to people to see if they were making the cut or not. So uh, it could be a bunch of uh, performance center people that have not made television yet, Tyler. Uh, Tony Brown with a 499. WWE cleaning out the roster. They will do better elsewhere. I hope so. I hope so, Tony. Yeah, and ESPN did this um, with a lot of their talent, and they brought in Pat, Shannon Sharp, and some other people. So yeah. it's, it's, it's what happens. I would not be surprised to see some bigger names end up in WWE. Jade, Brian Pillman are not massive names, but I would be on the lookout for a couple others. Uh, Jocelyn Smith with a new membership. Thank you, Jocelyn. Edward Lou with 25 months. Thank you, brother. As if WWE cared more for its roster as TKO. Think again. Emma gets released right after the PLE announced in her home country. So messed up and sad for her. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disgusting situation, Edward. But, you know, at the end of the day, business needs to be done. You know, TKO is not going to care about that stuff. Uh, gone with a $5 super chat. Honestly, when will enough be enough? Can all the talent just band together and walk out already or at uh, least make a threat? I mean, the names that we, that we went over gone are, are not really all that surprising. I don't know why you want, uh, there could be, there to be a mass revolt here for, uh, uh, Reddick Moss getting released and Elias. There, I, I mean, there's I'm, a reason why there's never been a wrestling union. So you could stop right now. It's yeah. just the, the mass revolt's not going to happen. Uh, Lunar Guardian with 13 months. I can't think of a better way to spend my Thursday afternoon. Cheers. Thank you, Lunar Guardian. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $5 Super Jeff Free Agents 2024. Becky, Drew, Sheamus, Seth, Imperium. Who will TKO keep? I hope NBC didn't oh. buy SmackDown rights expecting Rock Roman to be there regularly. I don't think no, that had didn't. anything to do with it. but oh, It didn't. They uh, fully know what they're getting. Yeah. Um... I would, uh, I would, if I'm in, if I'm TKO or WWE, I'm keeping all those names. And here's the thing, right? NBCU knows that SmackDown's not going to do 2.2, 2.3 on USA Network. Yeah, they know that. That's why I'm telling you, when they purchased SmackDown for the amount of money that they did, it is a little bit of like a hey, 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 look at us. Yeah. Come on, I'll show you a little love. Show me a little love. Let me get Raw next. Day. Yeah. 
Uh, a Watson with a 16 months. The Vince McMahon reign of terror has begun. Uh, begun. I'm glad you're feeling better, JD. Keep it up. Love your collaboration with Drew. Cheers, guys. Thank you, brother. Sinister Classic with a five dollar super chat. Ziggler and Shelton, the gold standard, would be a great addition for Collision. Ziggler with his brother and Shelton with the Blackpool Combat Club. Ali would be great in Impact. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, listen, man, those are the most talented guys to come out of the crop of talent that was released today. Uh, they're going to be fine if they want to continue doing this thing. Tay Tay with a four ninety nine. Why WWE didn't capitalize on Dolph Ziggler in two thousand fourteen? I will never know. Uh, Tay. We, we talked, I think something similar was brought up uh, on Tuesday when we were live for TNT 14. Um, why are we looking backwards and not looking forwards? Like, I don't understand you guys. Like, you're talking about something that happened nine years ago? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Yankee Frankie with $5 Super Chat. Couldn't NXT use Emma, Elias, Shelton, and Dolph? Or couldn't they use Dolph and Shelton as producers? Um, I think NXT needs to continue to be up-and-coming developmental talent or indie talent you bring in. Uh, I am personally tired of moving main roster talent down there because WWE creative has nothing for them on the main roster. I think that shit sucks. Uh, Eddie Hazard with a $10 super chat. Of everyone on the E's roster, I never thought I'd see Dolph released, but I can see a new life for him in AEW. Vic and Ryan could be a legendary tag team. I pay to see the Nemeth Bros versus FTR or Bullet Club Gold. Listen, man, if anybody's uh, celebrating this victory, it's probably Dolph's brother because, I mean, that's going to be uh, a fucking whole new beginning for him, too, if his brother ends up over there. RM Monster with a 499. Since people keep questioning the return of Nia Jax, I have a theory as to why WWE brought her back. Perhaps The Rock requested for her return. Maybe? Yeah, we touched on that. I think that's, yeah. You know? Rock wants his family involved, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised by that. Well-rounded Leo with a 499. Unpopular opinion. I like Nia Jax. Why, what is your unpopular wrestling opinion? That's unpopular a good question. wrestling opinion. Shit. I, I love the WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. I mean, it was a good match. Is it one of the greatest ever? Probably not. In my opinion. See, that's why it's unpopular. <laughs> I have to get back to you on that one, man. Um, Adam Giddings with a $10 super chat. Finally get to see you live for a shit reason, but here's my token of appreciation for you guys. TNT and OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Glad you're with us. Nate the Spider Hunter with a $5 super chat. Well, Vince Thanos snapped WWE again, and now everyone's getting fired again. JD, this is, uh, this TNT show is my favorite talk show of the week. Keep it up, guys. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Not just Vince making these calls. No, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a collective for sure. Uh, Krauser, $2 super chat. He yells, Adam! I love Roddy, man. Roddy's doing some great shit, man. Yeah, story within a story, man. And that's why, you know, I just think the kingdom works, you know, for that tag team title match. Russell Wagner with 23 months. Keep up the great work as always. Love TNT with Drew. Nice discussions. Thank you, brother. Sean Ray J with a 499. Endeavor has seemingly played Vince. If this is the plot, thank you, Nick Khan and Ari. Uh, listen, man, I don't know. The, the, the whole... You, know you do not want to get me down this rabbit hole because I will tell you right now, there are some people I talked to, I said months, maybe even years, maybe a couple of years ago, that somebody within WWE has leaked all this Vince information, is trying to push him out, and now it looks even worse. This is great news, man. It brings a smile to my face. Thank you, brother. Uh, Sean Saputo with a $5 super chat. People need to understand these cuts can be positive. It allows these talents sitting around 
the chance to rebuild and reestablish themselves elsewhere. Absolutely. Love that line of thinking. And everybody here, if they want to continue doing pro wrestling, will land on their feet and be better for it. 100%. My- Michael Muser with a 499. Appreciate you, Michael. Uh, not exactly the way I expected more TNT, but love getting more from this tag team. You weren't kidding when you said five days a week, one day, Andrew. Huh, yeah, well, uh, bigger That's picture. That's the goal, bro. I'm tell- telling you right now. Serious side of the radio, ESPN, whatever. Your pro wrestling will be figureheaded. Or fig- oh, we will be the figureheads. We'll be spearheading that. Trust me. Said Suka with a 499. Could this be Nick Khan's master plan to get Vince booted? Remember, he didn't vote him back initially. Yes. Listen, yes. man. Don't make me put on my tinfoil cap, my hat here. I'll tell you everything that I think happened. I think Nick has been behind this whole thing, and he's trying to get Vince out of there. Man, I'm becoming a Nick fan, a Nick Khan fan and an Ari Emanuel fan. My fucking minute by minute over here. Uh, and Will Chisholm with a $10 super chat. The smile of JD's face that Vince might be pushed out just pops me. The feds keep telling Vince... We're not through with you with Jade and maybe CM Punk coming in. How much money would it take? I think Jade's making a little bit closer to more main roster money than she is NXT money. Uh, Just based off the name value she brings already coming from AEW and Punk. I don't know what it's going to take to bring Punk in, but, you know, probably going to be a nice two mil if they want him. Tour bus. Tour bus. You know, he doesn't want to be Mindy's Bakery. You know, (laughs) anyway, man, that's all the super chats we got. Drew, you got anything before we get the hell out of here? No, like I said, if any of the talent is watching this, it's always darkest before the dawn. You will be okay uh, for all of you know the 3,000 that were watching it. Remember, these are men and women who are looking to support their family, support themselves. Wrestling is escape from reality. It's entertainment. Make sure that um, you tell your loved ones you love them. Make sure you realize that there's bigger and better things in your life than professional wrestling. Enjoy the entertainment it provides. But make sure you can fully see your life before you start rambling off about how you're happy this person or that person lost their job. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where all of these talents end up, man. You got my full support, every single one of them. Uh, I know it's a difficult thing to go out there and do, but uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel, man, and you're going to really see how many fans truly appreciate you now that uh, you're no longer with the WWE because this is when the fun really begins. Uh, I appreciate everybody. Thank you for the 3,000. Thank you to Drew for being here on this uh, emergency episode of TNT right here on OTS. And you can catch us Tuesday for episode number 15 right here on the channel, guys. I will see you later tonight because I'm sure there'll be more news. And I'm going to get to uh, recording this Vince McMahon video uh, right now. So I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you back later today right here for more OTS.